and welcome to another episode of the Horror Friendly Podcast. My name is Katie (laughs) and I am joined again by my two wonderful co-hosts, Charlie and Chantelle. Hey guys. Hey. You sound so happy to announce that we're back again with you. I know. (laughs) I always try and do it slightly differently in the beginning. (laughs) I always try and mix it up a bit, but it always sounds the same. (laughs) You do it so beautifully, Katie. Oh, thanks. Cheers. (laughs) How are you both? Yeah. um, (laughs) I'm good, thanks. How are you? Good. Yeah, I'm good. How are you, Tell? I'm good, thanks. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Are we recovered from um, season two, episode one? Yeah. Feels yeah. like ages ago that we did that recording. Yeah, it does. Yeah. It I, does. I'm still, I'm still not over your, uh, <laughs> your final thoughts and your <laughs> rating for that one, Tal. I can't, I can't lie. It, it cut me deep. But we've had commenters on the Instagram agreeing with me, so I'm not the one only person. One. one person, Tal. They're a, two per- they're a two-person podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, so we've had people, although we have also had comments saying that they disagree. So um, it's, it's very controversial. There's been a big split, but I, you know. There, there has not been a big split. It has been one, one on person side. agree with you. And one person disagree. But thing is, a person disagreeing um, with you, Tell, is my dad. So I'm not sure how that goes. <laughs> I forgot your dad. I just didn't know if he disagreed or not because I just saw that he'd listened, but I didn't know he Oh, he disagreed with you greatly. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. Then that's two and two because Horror Project is two people. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to the uh, lads over at Horror Project. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's the beauty of horror films and films in general is everyone's going to have a slightly different outlook. Definitely. But yours is wrong. <laughs> cool. So shall we get into episode two of season two? Let's do it. I guess so. (laughs) Who is this? digest the boy um we just wanted to put in a little trigger warning as this film does cover topics of child death miscarriages abusive relationships and suicide um as always we don't want to leave anyone who is triggered by some subjects uh surprised if they come up so here's your warning in advance um if you do find these subjects quite difficult to listen to you can always check out one of our other episodes but yeah look after yourselves so this week we chose to watch the boy the 2016 horror slash thriller uh, directed by william brent bell the story is based around greta who accepts the job of a nanny for a wealthy couple's child and is disturbed when she finds out the child is a doll however when she mishandles the doll she is shocked to find out that it is alive Charlie, I believe this was your first time watching it? I hadn't even heard of this film until like a couple of weeks ago. What were your first thoughts? 
Well, you guys like sort of set it up to be like some super cheesy, pretty shitty film. And to an extent, I agreed with that. But I kind of liked it. Wow, okay, that surprises me. What did you think, Katie? Um, I saw this film when it came out in the cinema and I pretty much the same opinion about it, really. Um, it's not massively my thing. I really like one part of the film uh, and that's probably it. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I yeah, which will obviously, we'll, we'll come mm. to that, that particular bit which I guess you probably got, you guys can guess which bit I like. But um, yeah, and it's got Lauren Cohen in it and she's really cool. So it's maybe like that as well. Um, but yeah, not massively my thing. But yeah, what about you, Tal? It's weird, yeah. I watched, an old colleague of mine recommended it. So I gave it a go. And I remember like thinking it was, yeah, like kind of cheesy, kind of crap and like, yeah. But then I watched it again for this. And it was, I don't know, something kind of surprised me about it. Like, I kind of, I enjoyed it much more than I thought it was going to this time around. And I don't know if it's because you kind of know the twist. So you're looking out for like more clues as you go along. I don't know what it was, but I seem to prefer it the second time around. Okay. Which was a bit, a bit weird, but yeah. I remembered yeah. it a lot worse than I think it was. That makes nice. sense. So we open with the scene of Greta, as Katie said, played by Lauren Cohen, in the back of a taxi, being driven along, and our lovely taxi driver tilts his mirror to try and get a nice down blouse shot, like the yeah. pig he is. Creepy. <laughs> um, but then they pull up at some humongous, like it's obviously set in the British countryside, so of course yeah, it's going to be so stereotypical. Humongous <laughs> manner, but you know, everyone just has a humongous <laughs> manner in England. Um, <laughs> And then he wakes her up and takes her inside. And I thought this was a bit of a dickish mood, cause, move. Because he says to her, like, the owners are out. They've asked you to wait in the parlour. And the first thing she does is bugger off up the stairs. And yeah, she just uh, goes for a little wonder, doesn't she? She takes off her shoes. Yeah, at least, she, at least she took yeah. the shoes off. That's polite. Well, yeah. polite in, in English household. Not every country has the same custom, but... Well, mm -hmm. this is what I didn't understand because obviously, like, she took her shoes off. She's going wandering around, whatever. Uh, obviously, we'll come back to the shoes in a minute. But then she gets told her for wearing the shoes, for not wearing shoes. No. Yeah, because yeah, the lady well, says, like, where are they? Hmm. I think that was just an excuse to reintroduce it later on in the film, to be honest. I think, like... Maybe. Although she didn't was, seem that offended. Like it was just a thing that happened. Was she wearing shoes? Was Mrs. Hillshire wearing yeah. shoes? So maybe yeah, it's I was like, having a look. Maybe it's like a posher thing that you just you wear the full outfit. Maybe. <laughs> so we know, what do we know about being posh? <laughs> in in our manor houses. <laughs> but we do meet Malcolm with our first, second <gasps> minor jump scare. And he, uh, he's trying not Big to Malk. scare Greta. Big Malk. Oh, love a bit of Malcolm. And then... Um, oh, yeah. Charlie liked him. Malcolm, didn't she? Oh. <laughs> he's a Charlie had a few things to say about him. <laughs> he's pretty beautiful, isn't he? He's, he's a good character. He was, he was well received. Oh, he really irritates me. Really? He really irritates me. It's like Why? when he's like... 
believe it or not, I'm actually considered charming in this country when he tells me a <laughs> shit joke. And it's like, actually, no, you're not. Like, you're not. Oh. I, 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 I liked his chat up line, so I'm not going to lie. What, with the chewing gum? That was a weird move. It's fucking grim. Yeah, that, that was not cool. But on the whole, I liked his <laughs> chat up lines. Okay. <laughs> I think there's better chat up lines. It's probably because I've been single for two years that I'm just like, I'll take anything <laughs> at this point. Even if a guy on a film is chatting up someone else, I will take those chat up lines and think that he's talking to me. Okay, fair, fair. Yeah. But then, yeah, they're down in the kitchen and playing with chewing gum. Yeah, so Malcolm's like the like the sort of grocery boy helper that sort of comes once a week to help out Gro- with the family. Grocery man, I'll have you know. Grocery man, sorry, yeah, man, not a boy. Um, he's played as well by Rupert Evans. Mm. Do we know him from anything? He's a Shakespearean actor, darling. Oh, okay. Darling. Darling. <laughs> darling. Darling. <laughs> yeah, and then Lauren asks him, sorry, not Lauren, that's the actress, Greta. <laughs> asks him about the boy and like what would you do if you were Malcolm like what could you say I know like how could you possibly like explain <laughs> like later when she's like thanks for the heads up and he's like would you have believed me and it's so true you wouldn't yeah but we eventually find out what he means by sort of not really well he was just sort of a little bit awkward about it because we we're introduced to the Hillshires? 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 Let's say Hillshires, I think that's right. Who, uh, like, they even refer to each other as, like, oh, Mr. Hillshire will take you outside, or Daddy. Or Mummy and Daddy, yeah. Mummy and Daddy, it's a bit weird. Daddy. Mummy. Daddy Hillshire. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Lord. (laughs) I think Chantel might be drinking tonight. (laughs) I don't know what's given it away. Hey, at least I'm not coming out with daddy dick energy. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. So, yeah, so Greta sort of gets acquainted with the Hillshire parents, mummy and daddy. They take Greta up, well, to a different room and introduces her to Brahms, their child Brahms, who turns out to be a porcelain doll in a little suit and she just laughs and I don't blame her yeah I think I would do the same yeah because like until... it can't like what what the it's fuck not until the the mommy and daddy don't react that you're like they're they're legit they're not joking yeah. and then Malcolm comes in and uh charms the doll He's very polite, he shakes his hands, and it's the only sort of indication that he's like, yeah, this is what you have to do, this is how you have to treat the doll. Yeah. Bit weird. Yeah, really weird. And bless her, like Greta, she just like doesn't know what to do. So she's silent, I think, for a lot of this scene. Then they kind of go through some basic rules, don't they, with her, and like say what he likes, what he doesn't like, when his bedtime is. Um, yeah, and we get a few clues here. But again, sort of thing that I only noticed the second time round, because it's like when they're talking about like reading books, you have to speak in a loud, clear voice uh, and then playing the music like stupidly loudly, um, because obviously otherwise, how's he going to hear it through the walls? 
and then they swap over and she goes outside with the dad, daddy, uh, and he's talking about like how they've got all the rat traps so they the rats won't get in the walls because that's where he's living. Charlie, you look so shocked. You didn't piece any of this, did you? Charlie is I mean, shook. I, I mean, I got the rat, rat trap one off. So did I. Yeah. But this other stuff, I'm just like, what? Yeah. Oh why it had to be so loud. And then, and then the dad says as well, he's like, how it must seem really weird, but our son is here. He's very much with us. Do you understand? And she says she does. But, like, you wouldn't understand that. Like, that is not what she thought he meant. So yeah, I like how they kind of lay that out. Um, my only thing with it is when they're kind of showing her what she'd have to do is the food. Like you have to put the food in the freezer so there's no waste. That's obviously so big Brahms can come and get it. But surely she'd notice food disappearing from the freezer. But then the, the doll is doing stuff. So maybe the doll is eating it. Yeah, but not yeah. straight away. Like Maybe big... she's just so weirded out by this whole thing that she doesn't mm. even notice that they, for a long time. They um, did comment on that later on when um, she asked Malcolm why he, he still comes. He said, oh, sometimes like Mr. What, whatever his name is, Daddy comes and, and eats it. But he said, and, uh, and a lot oh, of it yeah. does go to waste. Yeah, but if Daddy eats it, but that's not... <laughs> <laughs> Like, we're just going right. to talk to him as mummy and daddy now. Yeah, we really are. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's all right blaming him while he's there. But once he buggers off and it's just the two of them. Yeah, they can't blame it on the daddy. Can't, can't blame on the daddy. He's just coming back for a snack. <laughs> but you know, and I was like, that's the, the one thing. It's the one thing that would be like so obvious that someone else is there. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Especially a freezer, because it's not like she's left it on the counter and a rat's come and got it. Like he, mm. they have to open and I don't know, it's just maybe rats one... can open um freezers. Maybe. Have you ever seen a, a rat open a freezer to tell? I mean, I've never seen a rat not open a freezer. So. Exactly. There we go. <laughs> Other than ratatouille, but that was a lot of teamwork involved. this image in my head now for some reason of you know the fly where he goes into machine like a rat being in there with him and like this giant rat boy oh uh, i mean like that... the rat the rat uh, vampire from i was fucking... gonna say um from <laughs> dust till dawn yeah <laughs> can you imagine but he'd eat the entire freezer like he wouldn't leave oh, i got tell that i actually thought the rat was with us on um zoom just then you just did such an uncanny impression <laughs> i'm a fucking beauty as a rat <laughs> anyway <laughs> um, it's like Master Splinter from Ninja Turtles <laughs> so she kind of just so I think the mum I can't call her mummy this whole film I'm sorry yes, I can't bring can. myself to do, do it. it do Mrs. it Mrs Hillshire Mrs Hillshire Mummy. <laughs> Mrs Hillshire teaches well tries to show her how to put Rams to bed how to wake him up and and Greta like tries and she's just not got any patience for her she's like oh she clearly can't do this blah 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 like she's the mum like clearly has no patience for um for Greta and just overtakes and does it herself yeah but okay that's another point why do they need to change the doll's clothes because I understand putting him to bed I understand like having a routine and I suppose it is part of the routine but like he's not getting dirty he doesn't sweat no but it's like having a child isn't it it's it's yeah i don't know i suppose yeah, not doing that would indicate that he isn't you know actually yeah he true isn't 
you know, by leaving a real him life. In, yeah. You leave him in his clothes, yeah. Okay, fair, fair. Yeah, so then the the parents are putting him to bed because they're like going on holiday the next day, so they're saying goodbye. Um, but they they ask Greta to wait outside so that they can talk to him privately. And then when they come out, they say that Brahms has chosen her and that he he wants her. So it gets a bit weird. Um, yeah. But she seems thrilled because now she's being paid to nanny a doll, which has got to be pretty easy work in theory. Mm. In practice, is a bit harder, but in theory. Yeah. And then the, I think it's the next morning, the mum goes in and sees that Brahms's room is like completely trashed. Yeah. I don't really, I don't really get why that happened. Like, I thought that whole point was that he wasn't angry. I don't think he's angry about the nanny. I think he's angry his parents are leaving. Yeah. Okay. So I think he's acting out. Um, But can you imagine being Greta and like looking around the corner? Because at this point, she doesn't even suspect the dolls like can move. No. Does she think the mum did it? Well, I don't know if we get this bit from Greta's perspective. I don't know if she's there, like whether she actually knew or whether that's just a moment between Brahms um, and, and the mum. I think she's so, in the hallway because then the mum comes out and they say goodbye. But the mum's like, I'm, I'm so sorry. Oh, and the dad's like, be good to him and he'll be good to you. Be bad to him. Yeah. And the mum cuts her, him off. And yeah. it's like, fuck, what happens if you're bad to the doll? Like, I know. But can you just, like, imagine, though, like, she says that and then she says, I'm so sorry, and then just walks off. I'd, like, fucking nope it out of there. Like, absolutely. Like, what do you mean you're sorry? Like, what's going to happen? <laughs> like, sorry for what? Like, ask more questions. Ask so many more questions. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so then they, they leave, um, supposedly going on holiday. Being uh, driven off by their chauffeur. Chauffeur. Yeah. What would you do at this point as Greta? Like you've gone back in the house, you've just you and Brahms and the parents are gone. Um, I guess I, I think her reaction's pretty. I mean, actually, I would I would get the fuck out of there. But um, if I wasn't gonna do that, then I would probably be the same. I'd be like, right, I've got this doll. Like I'll just flop him down somewhere. Like it's a doll. It's fine. Yeah, I think I do this. Like she was sat drinking read wine and reading and I was like yeah yeah all you can do really isn't it like yeah and I wouldn't take it seriously at that point either so I'd probably do the same so I just cover the doll and then carry on and is it that at this point that she's had at least one conversation with her sister yeah I think she calls her sister because that's when we find out there's no wi-fi no cell service and then we we hear a bit of like why she's in England and uh, her sister says the name Cole yeah and like a restraining order so all we know is that coal is bad news. Mm. Yeah, that's all we kind of know about that person so far. Mm. We can assume it's an ex, but yeah, we can't know much more. No. And then the next bit we see is like she's gone to bed, but then, she, well, we think she's woken up in the middle of the night. But it's it's like such a cliche horror film bit where it's like the old English house and... Uh, there's a thunderstorm, there's a kid crying, she's wearing a sexy nightie, and then there's like the family portrait, and then she turns around and it jumps out of her and grabs her by the throat. Uh, then she wakes yeah. up. Because again, like, why would you have a candle? Like, you're in a house of electricity. 
But she wakes up and she's not wearing any of that. She's wearing like a normal clothes. She's got the lights on. But she goes downstairs and uh, Brahms is uncovered, which is definitely not how she left him. She definitely left the thing, the creepy bastard with a blanket over his head. Yeah. Because <laughs> that was one of the rules. Like, I know she's not following the rules, but she got given a list of rules by the, mm. by the parents. Um, yeah. yeah. I, I, there was one thing I was a bit confused as, as well by, I think maybe I'm looking a bit too much into it, but when she is looking in the dream, when she's looking at the portrait, mm. it's um, the, like, how old are these parents? <laughs> like, they look the same. <laughs> I did try and think it. now. Because like, yeah, but a bit, because um, what did they reckon Brahms was supposed to be, what, 28, 38? 28. So even if they had him at, no, they're definitely older than 50. Because I was going to say, if they had him at 20, they'd be like 48, but they're definitely older than 48. I'd yeah. say they're in their 60s, like 50s, 60s. I mean, daddy is more like grandpa, so. Well, well men have no cut-off times for the, the age that their sperm continues to work for, so. I meant by the way, looks like... And he's like all white hair and fucking Jesus. That, that's what I meant. Like, <laughs> well, they, they, look like they look like elderly people, and in the portrait, they look like elderly people. Like, yeah. they don't you look can, like they're can... even like forty or fifty. Like, I don't know. Like, I've had like a couple of, um, like, for example, my mum, like my nan, had my mum when she was forty-four. Yeah, like, but that's what I mean. They 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 don't even look forty or fifty. They look like seventy in the portrait. Hmm. Oh, it's because they're posh. They don't look after themselves. They're tight cunts. They don't get their hair done or anything. <laughs> to be fair, they've not left the house in like 30 years. So they've not seen the sun. They've not wrinkled. They've not been outside. Yeah. So that, yeah. I don't mean it like that. The vampires. I mean it like they're they're actual vampires. The yeah, they do. Yeah. I didn't think of that. So that's what I was confused about. But yeah, the vampires. That was a bit. That was a bit of a weird sort of thing. I didn't really get. But anyway, yeah. So. Yeah, Greta's kind of that's sort of like the one of the first things, like proper things that we see mm. with Brahms. I might be slightly out of order, but I know like then she goes and throws him in his bedroom, and then yeah. Yeah. Oh, maybe that was before the nightmare actually, because then yeah, it's like the roof's leaking and he's like crying, and she realizes yeah. there's a leak and tries to get in the attic. So that's a bit later on, isn't it? Well, she tries that's to get when in the she attic. She goes with a date. Oh, no, she throws no. him on the rocking chair. That's what happens first, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I think that's before the dream because that's when it's, there's a thunderstorm and then, yeah, it's all leaky and she can't get upstairs. Um, yeah, because she realises it's locked and then that's why later on it's so scary that it's open. So I think it's also at this point where this uh, she's talking to her sister again and the sister tells Greta that Cole, who I think we've kind of gathered by now is the ex-boyfriend, um, he's been trying to find out where she is. And I'm not sure whether it was a little bit later or now, but eventually he finds out where where she is, um, mm -hmm. which like Greta's a little bit worried about. Mm. But the sister reassures her that, but it's okay, you're like in England, you're in a different country. He's not yeah. gonna do anything. You're in the middle of nowhere. Well. Yeah, <laughs> nobody around. What's the worst that could happen? Exactly. And then we also find out um, from Malcolm, who's sort of like come back and and spoken to her a bit more, 
that the real Brahms was killed in a fire 20 years ago when he was eight. So, and also I love this bit. I wrote down that I love his gravestone is literally just Brahms. Like there's no last name. I thought that. <laughs> like parents refer to themselves as like Mr. and Mrs. Hillshire, but Brahms doesn't get a last name. <laughs> well, uh, well I, I, there's a few things I want to point out with the names in this film. Who the, the fuck... Who the fuck calls... I'm, I'm gonna she's in, like, her late 30s. Who the fuck calls, like, in the 80s, their child Greta? It was probably, like, a Greta. family name. Greta! Was, yeah, but it was probably a family name. Nah. Mate, you, you, if you've got any sort of brain, you do not call your kid that. Like, I mean, what about Greta Thunberg as well? Brahms. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I mean it's not a Greta is Swedish and like it's like a tradish name, isn't it? But not if you're American. She might have had Swedish grandparents. She's American. But yeah. she's not even American, which I find like it blows my mind all the time as well, because obviously she's she's in Walking Dead. But yeah. she's English in real like it just blows my mind. They've got a, an English person pretend to be American. American visiting England. England, yeah. Oh my, I've oh, never yeah. been here before. She's British American. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah mate. She's got she, like if you listen to like her interview, she's proper British. <laughs> I'm sorry, is that British? British. That's not the you Queen. Like you're from London. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> But yeah, so that so we find out a bit more about Brahms. But yeah, the whole gravestone thing was a bit weird. And I mean, if we're gonna like question a name, it's got to be Brahms. It's got to be Brahms. Like, I, Brahms I, I is weirder than Greta. It's weirder than Greta. I don't mind it. Like, I feel like Greta is weirder. Like Brahms is a bit like. There's a composer like, called Brahms. But when they're looking at the grave, you do get like the camera point of view through the window. So that's another clue that they're being watched. So that's kind of, but again, at this point, the audience thinks it's the doll. Like that's what I thought. No one, yeah, as I say, Charlie, first time watching, like no one's suspecting the twist at this point. I mean, I, I, there was a few things where I was like, oh, it could be this, it could be that. Do you ever think what it was though? No. So for me, I thought it was even Malcolm. I then it moved <laughs> over to being uh, the parents. Yeah, I think that would have been quite a good yeah. way to go. Well, if it was Malcolm. Because mm, I thought that as well. Well, obviously well, I knew what was going to happen, but... The only time that I... Well, the only time that I was like, okay, it's not Malcolm, is when, obviously, he was there and the doll moved because she was in the same room with Malcolm. And I was like, what the fuck is going on now? And then so that's when I was like, oh, it's the parents now. So what were your other theories? Um, oh, another theory I had was they mentioned the little girl. Mm. Um, and then I thought that it could have something to do with her as well. And then I did also think that it was like a ghost, like a ghost possessed doll thing. I think that's the thing, because we've seen like possessed dolls in films before. So I think that's like everyone's go to is it's just another possessed doll, doll movie. Especially in like a creepy manner and the, the English countryside. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's got all the ingredients for it to be a, a creepy spirit doll. Um, or like a, a, you know, a possessed, you know, or a ghost child or something like that, especially when it was released as well. Like around that time, it was so popular to have that, oh, those yeah. sort of films. Annabelle and so, 100. Really yeah. 
yeah so um yeah i yeah i i initially thought that as well that it was going to just be another one of those sort of things but then it will start uh start speeding up a bit starts getting a bit creepier because we've got Malcolm asks Greta out on a date and manages to convince her that I won't tell if you leave the site of like leave the grounds. Um, oi, oi, I, oi. I love when she's on the phone to her sister at this bit because it's such a sibling thing as well. Or like even like a close friend where they're like, "Oh, you're gonna wear your cool dress. Oh, you drinking a glass of wine?" Like it's that whole routine, <laughs> which I love. And Feeling then we get, called out right now. <laughs> yeah, right. Everyone's got that dress. Everyone's got the, the routine. Um, and then. Yeah, she goes to have a very PG-13 rub my thigh without any soap type shower. <laughs> she wasn't using any fucking soap. Really irritated me. So you, you're going to like talk about her not using soap. So I wash myself in the shower, like wash my hair. And then at the end of my shower, I'll then use body wash. Okay, that's fine. But do you just keep rubbing your thigh without soap at the beginning? Not really. There's like a big debate on Twitter at the moment, actually, regarding how people wash. And it's like, do you wash your legs? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, obviously, like... Charlie's just out of herself as a dirty bitch. <laughs> like, you know, like, what it goes down, like, I wash my legs now that I'm conscious of it because of Twitter. But, like, I never really thought about, like, washing my I legs before because there's like nothing you know like unless like with your feet or your toes or whatever like you have things to get like into yeah. whereas your leg straight down but I still I still do it yeah <laughs> I think we're going on a tangent I think we're going on a tangent yeah <laughs> um but it just made me laugh because again because they're trying to be like sexy lady in the shower but at the same time like we can't show too much so they just kept showing the thigh. I was like, for fuck's sake. <laughs> it's a 15. They can show a bit of titty if they want. But I don't think Lauren is that kind of woman. To no, her. but go for the shoulders. Go for the hair. Like, do you know, it just cracked me up. And they just kept going. Although thighs are, you know, hot, hot To stuff. be fair, I, I enjoy the shoulder shots, you know, like yeah. when they're, they're doing that sort of thing. I find it tasteful, especially from behind, like, because they're like... Yeah, but... Yeah, but somebody listeners else can't see that, but I wish they could have could have all seen that. With Charlie in the shower. <laughs> I, I really hope that they can't see me in the shower. They'd, well, they'd have to burn their eyes. You know, you could see uh, Greta in the shower, though, was Brahms. Once again, we can see him. Yeah. Looking for bet he was loving it. I bet he was fucking loving it. And then loving it so much, he took her dress and necklace. Yeah, what a, what a, what a dick. Yeah. And then, like, you would freak out at this point. Like, if you hadn't left already, you would leave at this point. Well, obviously, you haven't left already because you've been showering. But as she comes out and the loft is open and her entire room has been ransacked. And that fucking towel, and I know this is such a weird thing to irritate me, but, like, we've all done it. You come out with a towel on. But, like, how did she never have to adjust? How did that towel never slip? I know. Like, I have to yeah. adjust my towel every 30 seconds. Because she is skinny and has, oh, thanks, like, it just stays in, well, like, I'm not, I'm not calling you fat. And you're, and you're <laughs> fat. <laughs> I mean, if you're fat, mate, I'm a oh, fucking anchor okay. over here right now. It's um, okay, I consider myself skinny. But you have boobs that, that like, you have to, like, readjust over. But you but know what I mean. She's, 
yeah okay like, yeah towels need to be like readjusted and like she ended up in the thing all night and was fine although half her she was unconscious but still and she woke up looking amazing so. yeah also well <laughs> she... fuck you greta <laughs> also like she not cold up there like again she was unconscious but but she does go into the loft in a towel which is a fucking ballsy move well, yeah she goes up there and well she yeah. doesn't think that anything's actually going to be up there does she really like she's like oh it's no. probably just a fucking rat by the sounds of things around it yes but she did take a bloody big stick with her the uh, the loft opening weapon so <laughs> so yeah so she goes up into the attic and she's like looking around for signs that someone else has been up there I think she finds the photo album at this point but then the ladder like automatically closes itself and locks her in yeah, and Malcolm's outside about to knock on the door, looking his finest. But, like, she keeps calling down to him, and I kind of get that he wouldn't hear her. But it's a humongous house. Like, he leaves really quickly, considering that she could have been the other end of the house. Yeah, and it was really quiet out there, so she prob- he probably would have yeah. heard her, unless it was raining. I don't, I don't know. Also, he I has mean, probably... keys to the house. He has keys oh, yeah. to the house because he goes in oh, yeah. and delivers the groceries. Oh, I, yeah. I guess he's just being polite. He doesn't want to like stumble upon her. Mm, maybe. Also, she literally just got out of the shower and he turned up. She was going to be really late for that date. That's true. A woman yeah. Is always late. Yeah, but that means he would have buggered off without her, regardless. Then, because there's no way she'd have been ready. She still, she still had wet hair. Um, well, maybe she wasn't planning was on going out. Maybe <laughs> she was planning on him coming inside. But yeah, and then she can't get Malcolm's attention, turns around and she thinks she sees a person, like quite a large man, trips and knocks herself out unconscious. And then, so yeah, she probably was cold, but she was out, out cold. So she probably didn't <laughs> notice that she was a bit chilly. Double cold. <laughs> double, double, double cold. And then in the morning she can get the attic open, even though she's inside yeah. the attic. All a bit suspicious. Yeah. So, saying that though, like, have you ever, like, gone to like lock a door or something to somewhere oh, that God. you don't usually go. go, and like because you overthink it, you can't lock it, and then like you go back another time and like you'll do it first time perfectly. No, I'm quite good with doors. I've been using them. Oh, most okay. My life. I, I actually, I, I have some sort of anxiety over my back door because I can't actually lock. Well, I can lock it, but I can't lock it if I think about locking it. How weird. I always go oh. back to check it's locked. Yeah, I always do that. Oh, I, I just, yeah. I always have to go back to make sure I've left my keys in the front door because I've done that several times. Oh, God. That, that happens on like a weekly basis for me. Yeah. <laughs> Really I get bad. someone knock at my door at like 9pm and they're like, your keys are in the door. I'm like, cheers, mate. <laughs> Thank you for not breaking in. <laughs> oh, Brahms wouldn't need any, like, Brahms would just walk straight into your house. <laughs> yeah, so Greta wakes up and she, I think Malcolm is there or Malcolm comes round and is probably in the morning and is like, what, what the fuck's going on? Um, and she explains to him basically like what happened. And then we get a bit more of an insight into Brahms. Like, obviously, we know now he died in the fire. She's a bit freaked out by this point. Yeah, Yeah, they talk about pub talk and say that, well, actually, that the dad, Mr. Hillshire, even described his own son as odd. 
and yeah. that's maybe like a bit of a, a red flag and um, because I think he's staying till I don't know if he's staying Malcolm staying overnight but he's like staying till late so they're like hanging out playing pool and this is when Malcolm tells her all of this stuff like that I think he he got drunk with the dad and the dad was like yeah like Brahms is odd yeah. and yeah it's all a bit yeah there's just things that are building up a bit with this with this old Brahmsy boy and then it gets really weird because then she's on the phone to her sister again um because she's saying about like Malcolm staying and checking the house and she's like no it's definitely Malcolm that stole your dress and he's gonna mm. you're gonna wake up with him next to the bed covered in lipstick which I wonder if that was like the original plan and then they were like we're gonna put that into the script was this what really put me onto that thing I'm like well the sister's already it sounds to be right about this other boyfriend that she's had and yeah. I'm like maybe it's again like foreshadowing mm. yeah, yeah. I think that was a good shout to be fair poor Malcolm but yeah and then all of a sudden she turns around and like I can't remember exactly what happens like if she he's giggling first or if she just turns around and sees Brahms but he's like sat on the bed like staring at her and he's got the list of rules next to him mm. and then she's like I've I've got to go and then the phone starts ringing and it's like the little child's voice like, come play with me, Greta. Yeah, because she locks herself good. in. She locks mm. herself in her room. And yeah, like you yeah. see the footsteps and yeah, something's going on outside. Yeah, and he leaves her the sandwich when she opens the door. Pretty polite. That's like it's, a nice thing to do. But this a polite is, this demon. Is, I wouldn't yeah. mind opening my bedroom like door and seeing like a, a, a cheese sandwich, like just waiting De- for me. Demon sandwiches. <laughs> yeah. um, but this is what I was like, this actually not a demon though (laughs) yeah yeah it's not um it's much much worse (laughs) sorry she has a living chef i mean if he's only making sandwiches like is it a chef (laughs) i can make a sandwich (laughs) i i I go to cafes and like order a sandwich sometimes So this is where, like, I think Lauren Cohen actually gets, like, a lot of credit because for the majority of the film, it's her and a doll. Like, Malcolm's obviously, like, a come-and-go character. Her sister's on the phone. So, like, especially at this bit, like, her reaction is what really builds up, the, like, the tension and the, oh, mm. shit. So it does actually say a lot about her acting. Like, I think there was yeah. a couple of bits where it slipped, but I'm not a fucking actress. I can do any better. Um, she did so bloody well. Like, when she opened the door mm. and saw the sandwich... She was like somewhere between screaming and laughing. Like she didn't know, and it's such yeah. a human reaction. I was just like, it's so it was. good. Yeah, I, I liked when she laughed because it was so. The whole situation was so ridiculous. That yeah. It was like, how do I react to this? Like, I've just got a fucking sandwich outside yeah. of my door. Like, like it's, who's made this? Who is this? What are these noises? So, like, like you say, oh. it was a complete like absolute shit scared but also just finding the situation so ridiculous that she starts laughing yeah like if she'd found a knife waiting for her would you just straight up scream but yeah sandwich yeah um but again i think at this point she's now been in the house by herself for quite a while so she's obviously starting to question herself she's starting to question like and again a sandwich is like really physical evidence thinking that you see a doll move isn't is it physical evidence if you eat it, though? Well, I don't know, because if you can taste She's it... She's removed the evidence. But if, <laughs> if you can smell it and you can taste it, that's just extra senses confirming that it's real. <laughs> she um, ate the evidence. Yeah. But I think, that yeah, she's been on her own for so long that actually, yeah. 
look after the doll because at least it'll give you a routine and stop you going crazy. Yeah, she starts to take the rule seriously and yeah. she starts to think that some sort of spirit is is within the doll. So she starts to kind of think, okay, like I'll take this a bit more seriously because this this there's this obviously spirit child that wants to be looked mm. after still. So it, it's almost kind of like touching, I guess, that she kind of wants that. Obviously we learn a bit further down the line why, but like right now it's kind of like she just thinks I've got to take this seriously. And then we see as well, like next time Malcolm turns up and he tries to convince her to leave. Like her whole attitude is different. Like she, Brahms is stuck to her hip. She's actually like reading to him and teaching him piano. I don't really know how she thought that one was going to work, but yeah. And then like feeding him and she she nicks some of his orange juice, which I kind of love because she's like- Oh yeah, I noticed that, yeah. That was really I, cute. I definitely do that with my daughter, I'm not going to lie. But I love the fact she looked at Brahms as if he was going to comment. <laughs> I was like- well now um, she thinks he might do like yeah mm. she's waiting yeah um but Malcolm kind of was like okay shit what's happened but then he gets called back like almost the next scene and she's all excited yeah. and she's like got the chalk everywhere and it's like oh shit this is where we're gonna learn that so she's not Malcolm mm. Mm. yeah because she places the doll down she gets Malcolm to come back after he's been on one of his food runs and draws like chalk around Brahms. Mm. And um, so she's trying to basically convince Malcolm that this doll is moving around. But um, so then they go into a different room. She knocks on the uh, wall to be like, we're out of the room, Brahms, like, come on out. Um, and it doesn't her. work at first. And then she kind of talks to him and is like, yeah. please do this for me. Otherwise I have to go. Otherwise I'm crazy. Like, please just move for me. And then it happens, like they do it again. They go into a different room and then they go back to see Brahms and he's gone. Cause they hear movement, don't they? Mm. And then when they come back and Malcolm's like, where is he? And she's like, I don't know. He goes somewhere different every time. It's just- And he's yeah. behind them. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so it's and such, she's like, you know, oh, you've never been there before. Yeah. And it's just mad. And that's when they have like the heart to heart and we learn more about her past. Go for a walk in the gardens, darling. So obviously after this comes to light that the doll is moving, Malcolm tells Greta more information about like the pub talk that he had heard. Um and lets Greta know that a little girl went missing who used to play with Brahms whilst he was alive, who then, uh, the, her body was found in the woods nearby and her skull was crushed. And that was around, uh, just before the house fire. And then on, on the way to, like, and then the police who were on the way to go and question Brahms, that's when they discovered that the house was on fire and Brahms died and yeah. No one Shit. was ever found accountable for the death of the young girl that used to play with Brahms. Suspicious. Mm. And then Greta's like, oh, I thought all of that was just pub talk. And Malcolm's like, but was it? Because they're saying how amazing it is because obviously the doll's moving and they're like, oh, what is it? A spirit? Uh, maybe it's like not a friendly demon, but then Greta's like, it's a boy. Like, it's just a boy. Um, mm. It kind of calms Malcolm down and he's like, he's harmless. Mm. Because um, I think he's trying to like warn her, like he, maybe he's not the best and he's not the friendliest, but she's like, he wouldn't hurt me. 
Yeah. Um, and then we learn the the reason she's running from Cole is because he was really abusive, and the uh, unfortunately it ended in a miscarriage. So she says that she knows what it's like to lose a child, and she can understand and actually sympathise with Mister and Missus Hillshire and why they why they chose to keep a doll and act like Brahms was still alive. Yeah. But it's it's really it's almost sweet that part. It doesn't last mm. long. <laughs> So yeah, um, following on from that, we cut to a scene where we see the parents at a little beach, and it like cuts between like the parents walking down the beach and putting stones in their pockets to um, mummy writing out the letter and like sealing it with like a wax seal, and it's all very. <laughs> it's it's quite emotional at this stage. Like you you get you know what's coming up as like a viewer. Mm. but it's just it's not very violent like the way they die like it's very slow and it's very romantic like the way they hold each other's hand as they walk into the the sea like they had no other option to do it and because I got to this bit and I was like if they've got endless money because apparently what they're paying Greta is more than her sister earns in a month so in cold hard yeah, cold hard cash, and she's getting paid it in a week. And, so and also, she's getting paid British dollars, uh, British, British pounds. pounds. So it's like they could just take, you know, pay and disappear and go and move somewhere and start a new life. But I think there's other things that indicate that maybe, um, yeah, they covered up the death of the girl. Uh, maybe the fire was started by them to cover up what their son had done. And then we make. Uh, there's a comment later about, uh, because Brahms says something about I'll make him or you disappear like the others. So it's, maybe there's a lot more deaths on their hand than we know about. So mm. maybe it's, you know, they couldn't just go and start fresh. They just, the guilt was eating them alive and it was the only option they could see. Yeah. And it's so sad though. You just see them picking up stones. Like, oh, it does break your heart a bit. Um. But we do see that letter and it turns back up. Oh, this is, yeah, that's when Malcolm comes in. He's bought, very nicely bought the post and drops it in the bowl and we recognise the seal. But yeah, and then Greta and Malcolm are getting a bit closer. They are. And just as they're getting uh, very close. And uh, it's quite like, oh my God, what fucking sexy talk where she's like, oh, I like your shirt. Thanks, my mum got it for me. Is their mother like when they're about to have sex? <laughs> yeah, that's a weird one, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I know not to use that whilst I'm out on dates in the future. Then don't. Well, apparently yeah. though, it's that English charm that he has seems to work on her. I mean, uh, it works on me. <laughs> what did some guy tell you that his mum still bought his shirts, and you were like, back to mine. <laughs> 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 oh boy i don't have to do the shopping mummy's on duty <laughs> do you think that the, the mum does his ironing as well because to be fair i'd be all for that if it saves me from ironing a shirt <laughs> i don't know do you know just don't so iron a shirt just hang it up when it's drying and it'll dry fine like you don't need to get the iron out every time can you not see my ironing board behind me and my big pile of washing? <laughs> oh, 
Anywho, this is not a uh, ironing cleaning podcast. Um, yeah, and then Bram comes in like the massive cock block he is and plays that funky music nice and loud to uh, interrupt them. <laughs> yeah, that funky. But like again, I know they think, I know they think the doll's moving, but then they just go downstairs and they're like, Bram, this is unacceptable. I like. He's oh, I just think it's so funny, like how they're reacting so calm. I know. That's when they find out. Yeah, that's when he says about the girl dying, because Malcolm's starting to think maybe. Yeah, that's true. Evil in him. Oh, but she's convinced he wouldn't hurt her. Which. Mm. Nice to have that much faith in the boy you're nannying. Also, though, like he's trying to get with this girl. He's trying to get uh, Malcolm's trying to get with Greta, who has gone from being like, "Oh, like your shirt's so nice, let's get it on in my bed," to <laughs> "You're being a naughty boy, Brands, you fucking doll." Get to your like, yeah, like what you don't it, think parents stop having sex halfway through to go and deal with their children? Not a doll though, like yeah, but not a doll. This the is music a, that might have been a bit of a cock yeah. block. This isn't a normal doll, and the music came out of nowhere, so they had to go investigate. Also, they still had their clothes on. It wasn't like they were halfway through. <laughs> well, you don't know. You can keep <laughs> your clothes on. Nothing would stop Charlie. <laughs> you can keep your clothes on, Jude. Oh, God, don't. Like... Bit of classical. My father it? listens to this podcast. Well, <laughs> I, I, I don't know what sex is. I'm sorry. I mean, last week. Oh, I this out, don't worry. You're literally last the week. only mother, and you're claiming you don't know what sex is. Oi, fucking Virgin Mary. Um. Anyway, I'm the Virgin Charlie. Saying that last week that I said that uh, condoms were made out of silicone, which is so <laughs> fucking wrong. Like, I wonder how I ended up a mother. Anywho, cut all of this. <laughs> Yes, the next bit I've got for this is when Cole arrives. So yeah, so yeah. they're like, I say they, Greta and Brahms are like washing up, and she thinks she thinks it's Malcolm. Like how fucking arrogant is Cole that he just swaddles in and starts playing snooker? Swaddle. I mean, you say that Lauren, uh, not Lauren, Greta walked into the house earlier on, right at the start of the movie. Yeah, but she didn't. Um, fair enough. They're just fucking yeah rude um but he's there to obviously intimidate and then straight away you've got bad vibes from this guy Ugh, um, looks like a dick as well. he looks like but a dick. you know what he's you know what he's done as well we know what he's done and we his entire attitude of like you're coming home with me oh thank god he's just china that makes him much less complicated because i was worried what we'd have to do with the boy like definitely implies he was willing to kill the kid to get her back to America. Wow. Like, what a piece of shit. Ain't the first kid that he's killed. Oof. Uh, and then Malcolm shows up and he's kind of like, he clearly wants to help, but doesn't know like how. And Greta's like, I've got a plan. I don't know yeah. what her plan was though, because all she does is asks Brahms for help. I think it's because she, at this point, still thinks that Brahms is like the spirit person. So maybe, like, Brahms has more um, power and can scare him away. Maybe. Because that's kind of what he tries to do initially, to True. be fair to him. 
Yeah, you know, he's got that that stuff in blood saying get out, I think it's called. And yeah, um, I think it's called, I think it says. And um, some other stuff happens. And I think it's trying to sort of (laughs) spook him out of the house. Well, yeah, because Brahms is obviously now the opposite side of the giant snooker table. We haven't mentioned actually how bloody big that snooker table is. Yeah, it's so big. Um, But yeah, and then Cole wakes up and he's screaming at Greta and it's like, why the fuck would you do this? And I think that was at this point because Malcolm's sleeping outside in his car and like runs in because he hears all the commotion and Cole's blaming either obviously because you know you I suppose you would either like the humans <laughs> Malcolm yeah. or Greta for doing this to him yeah. so he's getting really worked up really aggro and then um Cole breaks the skull of Brahms which was the same way that the girl died breaking the skull Except this time it's China, so it, like, explodes into dust. I thought it was the ashes inside, because obviously at this point I was a bit shooketh. Oh, my God, the skull and the skull. I didn't even think of that. To be fair, I only thought of it earlier when Charlie said about the skull crushing. I was like, fuck, that's how Brahms goes. And then shit gets real. Because, like, as soon as the doll is gone, as soon as the doll is broken and smashed, like, the whole house seems to come alive and everything's shaking. And I think at this point, even Cole is like, fuck, there are some evil spirits in this house. But I don't really understand how the house was shaking. What is like with um, Ed and Lorraine Warren? Like, it could be the pipes. It's an old house. I think also uh, Big Boy Brahms is meant to be, like, huge. So I think even just like maybe he was deliberately like jumping really heavy to like (laughs) be like I'm scary and like it's an older house as well so it's probably a bit tired. Yeah. Um. And then Cole's face is right up against that mirror as Brahms. He's like, and he says there's something behind it. Yeah. Fuck that bit's like the portrait as well because it's literally like Brahms fucking smashes through it like the portrait bit earlier. Yeah. Yeah. Foreshadowing. It fucking made me jump again. I bet. <laughs> yeah, what was your reaction, Charlie? Because this was your first time. I was like, what the actual fuck? Like, I thought it might have been a demon. And then all of a sudden, like, you see this hand, like, creep out. Oh, my God. I was like, fuck you guys. Like, you're making me watch a fucking demon movie or something. And then... It all fucking changes from there. Then this fucking mask thing comes out, and I'm like, "What the fuck is going on now, lads?" Although I love that he's like this creepy fucker in a mask and a cardigan. I was like, of all the things you could have chosen, and a hairy chest. Yeah, yeah, really hairy chest and a massive beard, which I kind of get because he's been in the walls, but like, look really weird with the mask on. <laughs> I- I said, oh, I was getting vibes. I'm like, if he was on Tinder, I'd swipe right. Oh, not you as well. I saw so many people online who were like commenting on how hot they were for Brahms. Daddy. Comes out the wall. <laughs> Daddy Brahms. What? The fucking. <laughs> not with that fucking little voice. Come play with Daddy me, Charlie. Greta. Greta. Fuck, Katie, Daddy you do Brahms. that so well. Do that again, Katie. <laughs> <laughs> Charlie, Charlie, Charlie. <laughs> oh really my god! Hot. 
so many people were like hot for Brahms on the internet. Oh, mate. I, on, I am that. joining them. He's got China face. Like, you can't even see what he looks like. Oh, exactly. That, that sounds You're so not going to be disappointed. <laughs> so shallow of me. You won't be disappointed, though. Yeah, tell you're really shallow that you just, like, don't want to get with some guy that lives in, has lived in the walls <laughs> for 30 years. Lives in the wall and definitely fucks. You're not, you're not a bad person, don't worry. <laughs> you're not shallow, it's okay. <laughs> He's fucking the dress that he stole earlier. Yeah, I think I'll pass, thanks. Oh, hello. Oh, come on, he definitely was. He's um, definitely having a cheeky wank of her over in the shower rubbing her thigh. Definitely. I mean, Brahms kills Cole pretty quickly, doesn't he? I mean, Cole, this is the only, like, these are the reasons why it's, I, I have a problem with this film because mm. I feel like, I understand like horror films do this, but I feel like Cole was literally, I, like, I feel like Cole was introduced as an actual character in the film to be the bad guy that gets killed off first. I understand that he is the bad guy in the the story that Greta has, mm. but I feel like he turns up to be the villain that gets killed off first. Yeah, because I think someone had to die and the yeah. only option was Greta or Malcolm, so they had to yeah. bring in a third person. Yeah, yeah. And it yeah, had to I be someone. That. Yeah, it's like a double bad guy in the movie. And then it was like one bad guy killing the other bad guy. And then yeah, just... I do get that. I just think maybe, I don't know, it may would have maybe stayed a bit more to the point if it was maybe just those two. But I, I, yeah. I do get why he was there, but I think I might have just preferred it to have just been those two. But it's also weird because for a moment you're like rooting for Brahms because you're like, yeah, fucking kill Cole. And then as soon as he like, and then he's suddenly chasing Malcolm and Greta and you're like, Oh fuck no, we're not on Brom's side anymore. Like Yeah. And actually, to be fair, like it is also about Greta's past and like her confronting her past and stuff. So yeah. yeah. I've sort of like taught myself out of my own point there. But <laughs> Well, this is a, a an interesting bit. Obviously, they, they go throughout all the little passages and whatnot in the house. And Malcolm at one point tells Greta to come this way come this way and she's like no I can convince him not and it's exactly the same thing with what she had with her ex where she refused to listen to her sister and her family and friends and went against her advice and then got hurt and now it's happening again where she's now going to go and get hurt by Brands as well yeah fair but yeah they find where he's been sleeping and where he's been staying and there's like these rules written on the wall there's the wank dress blow up doll thing pillow thing i mean he's had a lot of time in the walls what else was he gonna do and he manages to get hold of malcolm and like it literally like greta's gotta run and uh, even in that little kiddie voice he's like if you leave i'll kill them or i'll kill you like the others i can't remember the exact line but yeah yeah it's like what happened to these other nannies hmm he didn't he didn't approve of them. And I did quite like this bit because she does escape and mm. but she stops and she's like, no, because she ran away at the beginning of the film from her past. And she doesn't want to run again. She doesn't want to run away from this. Yeah. Well and also Malcolm by this point has been hit round the head by Brahms. Yeah, yeah um, but she could like, have easily just ran. Like, she doesn't oh, yeah, really owe yeah. Malcolm anything. Like, she could have just been like, right, fuck this, I'm off. Or she could have, like, just ran to the police, but she was like, no, like, this guy's 
you know, tried to help me. So I need to, I can't, I need to stop running away. But I kind of love this bit because, yeah, she tucks, is it a screwdriver or something in the back of her trousers? Like a weapon. Yeah. And it comes back into the house and she's like, see, Brahms, I told you I wouldn't leave. And then she gets like really firm with him. She's like, no, it's bedtime, time for bed. And like makes him go and get into bed, which I just think is so, so funny and such a, like, to be fair, if those are his rules, like, that's the mentality he's following um, until he asks for a kiss, and then it's... Oh, my God. The bedtime bit. kiss. And then she says no, because she's been naughty. And then she, he goes, kiss. Oh. And then it's like he's literally going to rape her. It's terrifying. So weird. And, like, um, he's a big lad and, like, could... And has... Yeah already overpowered her in the the fight scenes yeah he pins her up against the wall uh holds her there so she stabs him no way she stabs him in the bed yeah she stabs yeah she stabs yeah. him in the bed and then that's when he gets up chokes her against the wall then she like sort of pushes in on the the stabby thing because i think unfortunately she got him in the stomach she didn't even get him in like the chest so i think it was kind of hit or miss, literally, whether she yeah. caused any damage. Well, it's like if you stab someone in the stomach as well, you're meant to, like, the, the way to a man's heart is through the stomach. And that, like, it, that saying is literally under because the it's the only way, yeah, under the ribcage and up. Because that's what she tries. She tries and she hurts him enough that he lets her go. And then her and she manages to get Malcolm and into the car and away. Mm. And they all lived happily ever after. <laughs> I I was expecting a jump scare, not gonna lie, at the bit where uh, she gets out the car to open the gates, which I quite liked as well. There wasn't any like super like fast and furious like this crash of the gates thing. Like she gets out, and I was expecting like Bronze to be behind her or something. Mm. I'm kind of glad he wasn't. I'm kind of glad he was just like I'm gonna stay in the house. Like this is this is all he knows really. So yeah, uh, and we also find out that the Bedol or that we believe to be bronze um it was dropped off at the house just after the the fire um and the parents mummy and daddy um just <laughs> presumed that it was bronze sort of looking out for them like from a, a above i don't know like but yeah it, they, they treated it as if it was their child because they saw it as a sign kind of weird though because like the parents know that he lives in the walls yeah. though don't they yeah, so why don't they just let him out? I think this is what they were telling people, maybe, because obviously she's yeah. carrying around a weird doll. Yeah, but what are they yeah, telling so, Yeah, they need, they need to lure the babysitters or whatever in yeah. for, in order for Brahms to like either like them or kill them. But I do, yeah, like, why aren't they, why aren't they letting Brahms... Maybe they out. do let Brahms just ro like roam the house. Because what I don't really get is, like, I kind of understand why they don't let him out for, like, the typical old English of keeping up appearances. But surely it's just as weird carrying around a doll as if, like, your son... Because I'm assuming he wears the China mask because he's been burnt. Yeah. Or because they told everyone why, yeah. he died in a fire, but that was to get away with the murder charge. So maybe... Yes, yeah, so they're trying to hide him away. Oh, he wants to be at one with the doll. So it's like, I'm going to wear a doll face too. Channel my in a doll. To yeah, fact, I know what you mean. There's a lot of sort of like questions about this. Like yeah. how much, like, obviously I understand that the parents knew that they were in the wall, that he was in the walls, but like, 
why cover it with a doll? Why not just yeah. say that your child's dead? It's very weird. Because, well, I think this is when they're saying, like, with the food and things, like, with, with Malcolm saying that, it, oh, it's sometimes uh, daddy, whatever his name is, um, like, doesn't eat at all, or he likes to have a snacks and stuff. And I think it's way for, for things like that, like the grocery guy and... And things so it's not all suspicious and also like if Malcolm is in the house as well like doing his groceries like he doesn't want to walk into actual brands who's just roaming free because no yeah. one's due around Brahms Bra has been living like that since he was eight so he doesn't really know any difference either hmm. I think that's it it's like kind of like almost what's what's the point in the doll but then as Charlie say it's to keep up appearances and they'd probably hmm. rather look like weird yeah then then ha conceal a murderer yeah yeah and, and another thing as well now i'm thinking about it like if your body is burning in a fire you can still find human remains so why didn't how did they not find bronze burnt up yeah body when they were doing like the, the stuff yeah, to, to me, it's just like a lot of plot holes. I know, now I'm thinking about it. I'm like, <laughs> mate, this film, what the fuck? I mean, I was already what the fuck, but now I'm just like, oh. Yeah. Ooh. This is what I mean. Like, this is sort of why I said at the beginning, like, I really like, I do quite like Greta's sort of backstory and mm. um, the plot twist, but everything else just is a bit jumbled to me. And yeah. like... It a lot of like like we me and Charlie just said there's just like a lot of plot holes, so I think that's sort of my problem with it. What was the bit you really liked, Katie? But you, you didn't mention. Oh yeah, well that was that was just the plot twist because oh. as we were saying before, um, because of um, around that time a lot of those kind of samey films were being uh, released uh, about like spirits in the doll and like you know evil spirits around and things and so that's immediately what you go to when you think oh this film's going to be the same but I did appreciate that plot twist where he was living in the walls because I always feel like it's always scarier in a horror film when it's an actual human <laughs> doing these things like yeah. in Scream even like with Ghostface like he gets hurt he falls over like it's I know obviously Brahms is like this fucking superhuman. He's got this amazing strength, but he is still a human like living in these walls. And that's what I liked about the film. I'm glad it kind of didn't go down the exact same road that like we say Annabelle goes down or some of those other films that were released around that time. Yeah, there's definitely, definitely not many other films like it. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's a, it's a different, at least it's, they, they've tried something different, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, that's the end of the boy. The boy. <laughs> so talking of Brahms, the boy, the doll, uh, he was not just one doll, obviously, because like, can you imagine, like, I'd be so scared to nanny a China doll more, because I'd be like, if you do drop it, you're fucked. But I think... Obviously, for filming, they had several, but they actually were made by Master SFX Vancouver Studio, and they created the Brahms dolls, uh, and it was to accommodate, like, various stages throughout the films, throughout production, where they'd have, like, slightly different looks of all of them. So, obviously, they do, at some points, his, his expression changes slightly, or, obviously, when he's facing, well, not necessarily facing another way, you could obviously just turn the doll. But, like, every little change had to be done. 
so they could swap the dolls. And I thought, and I found it quite funny, I cannot find the quote now on who said it, but it was uh, Tannis Hegan who operated and maintained each of the doll, Brahm dolls to ensure that each doll's features would reflect the proper motion and tone. Uh, I'm getting this from awn.com. But I found a quote somewhere online, I can't find it now, where they were commenting that it was almost more difficult doing it with loads of individual dolls than it would have been had they just done makeup. Because if it was makeup and you were trying to hide like little nuances, you could have just hidden it under more blood or under fur or, you know, foundation. Whereas because it was dolls, it had to be so bloody on point. There was actually more of a faff. And I just thought it was really funny because it's like little things you don't really think of. Um, but yeah, I thought that was really interesting. I did like as well when they actually do like the photo transition from like it was the photo of the girl and Brahms and then they transitioned to the doll and it actually did look, it was a, like a spitting image, uh, but not so much as the painted self-portrait, but it, in the photograph, it was really similar. So I think they put a lot of effort into them. I did like as well, like uh, the cinematography where they'd sort of zoom in on say Greta's face, for example, and like mm. the, the doll be behind. And because it was um, like blurred and out of focus, it looked like an actual boy. Yeah. And it was just like, mate. Because that's it. When mate. the mum, when the mum, mummy at the beginning was carrying Brahms, and even when Cole turns up and Greta's carrying him, like you could almost mistake him for a boy. Like mm. quite a small boy, considering he's meant to be like eight, but yeah, like it, you could genuinely mistake him for a child. I wonder how creepy it was though on set, just having like loads of random China dolls staring at you, like laying around. <laughs> Apparently all the cast and crew used to play pranks on each other and like put the doll in certain places. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> so the music, well, the score for um, The Boy was composed by uh, Bear McCleary, uh, who's an American musician composer of film television and video games and he is best known for his work within the horror genre itself uh, mainly in the the more recent ones as he's only been doing film sc scores since uh 2004 um he's he's still quite young bless him um but yeah uh he's worked on films such as uh wrong turn two um He's also done 10 Cloverfield Lane, Happy Death Day, um, the, the Babysitter, that's uh, on Netflix as well, another very weird movie, um, and the remake of Child's Play as well from 2019. Um, what I did find quite funny, as always, like all these um, film composers, they for horror that I found have one sort of like really strange movie in their back catalogue and uh, Bear's strange movie is Step Up 3D is also in his <laughs> repertoire. <laughs> Fair enough, what's CV? <laughs> um, but he um, was nominated for an Emmy for Outstanding Music Composition for a series um for his work on the season one of outlander and he also um does the the scoring for uh walking dead as well um, and he has done since uh season one of that um he uses um 
it, he goes through like the full orchestral sort of sound. He also has um, a bit of like synth, very like synth heavy as well. Um, again, with horror movies and also with this sort of um, feeling to the movie, it is very sinister and dark and creepy. So it is very low notes once again, just being dragging on and on and on. Um, but we do have um, quite a lot of action in the movie as well in that in those final fight scenes um, where the music like really pick and quickens up um, lots of violins it's and then it just sort of uh, it's probably because of the ending of the movie where they like drive away but it, it just all sort of calms down a bit too quickly whereas um, so say when they get to the gate at the end I'd preferred it if they still like had the the music sort of amping up to an end like as I said like I thought someone's going to jump out from behind them and I think that could have been used to the advantage um, to just try and keep people on the edge of their seats and then like let them go when it comes to that really ridiculous end of the doll being put back together um, on a whole it was okay um, nothing special, but uh, the, the lad's got a good repertoire behind him of um, other stuff he's worked on. But this, I think, it was low budget movie anyway, and I think it just goes to show you it was just knocked something out quite quick and didn't put too much thought into it, if I'm honest. Okay. Do you think you would survive in the house with Brahms? Katie, I'll come to you first. Well, I did say at the beginning that I would just fuck off pretty quickly. Um, so, yeah, I'm not sure I'd stay, like, <laughs> when they introduced me to that doll, to be honest. <laughs> like, she was very compassionate and sweet, but, like, I think I'd be like, this is too weird for me. I think I'm going to go. <laughs> so I think I'd be out of there before I can even try and survive. But you wouldn't what? get paid. I know, that's the thing. And Malcolm there... would miss you with your his weekly payments. Yeah, and I'm there and for a reason. Like, I, yeah. So I suppose if I stayed, then, um, and if I stuck to the rules, then I guess maybe I'd I'd, I'd have a good, like a okay chance of surviving. <laughs> what is about you, your, Charlie? Is that your first one you said you might survive? I think so. Yay! <laughs> she might survive. Yeah, it's not a definite yes. <laughs> and might. Very heavy. Might. Um, I, I'm not sure because although I think I, I would do the same as um, what Greta does. Like, I mean, to be fair, I would definitely be taking Malcolm out on his uh, dates and be having him around. Um, but aside from that, like, how long would you need to stick to the rules? Because the parents have gone and killed themselves as well. Yeah. And like, after like a month or two, it might be a bit like, okay, are they coming back? But then you're like, I've got cash, cash money. And does that mean that the money stops coming in when the parents die? Like, and also Malcolm's bringing them the money. So Malcolm knows where the Wonga is. Like, I'm fucking off with Malcolm, mate. I'm getting married with him. I'm going to nick all this money. Um, fuck the doll. I don't care. Because that's true. Uh, like, what would have <gasps> Plot happened? holes. Plot if, holes. I, 
I yeah. found the plot holes. Like, what was their plan with Greta, the parents? Like, what? I'm assuming they'd just given Malcolm either like loads of cash uh, yeah. in envelopes or he had access to their account. Yeah. But if you've got access to their accounts and you're taking out this amount of money each month, like, I ain't going back and delivering groceries, mate. <laughs> <laughs> fair, it might be like I'm committing fraud. I'm getting the fuck out of this country. <laughs> I'm off to fucking Fiji or some shit. Like, I mean, she's, she's only just got out of one country, so. <laughs> I mean, Malcolm. Like, why oh. doesn't Malcolm run off with the money? We don't know his commitments. He might live with his mum. That's why she buys his shirts. <laughs> He's just a mummy's boy. He wants to be close to her. It's a mummy's boy. I'm going to say I would survive this one. Because although I'm sounding cocky again, when you look at, again, when you look at like some of the other sort of horrors we've done, he's definitely one of the easier ones to kill because, again, he's just human. And also, I think I'd either fuck off the doll and just bugger off because I'd be like, this is too weird. Or I'd kind of follow the rules, but then end up just being a dick and talking to the doll. Um, but even in the fight at the end, I think that's the hardest bit to survive because of how like insanely strong he is. But I don't think I'd be like that above like just calling the police or generally just getting a much bigger knife to stab him with. Like again, he is just a human, so I think he's a lot easier to bring down than some of the other like horror horror villains we've looked at. Okay, so I think I have a good chance on this one. You could roller skate around the house. Catch me, motherfucker! Instill a pole. Like, go Let for it. Find my way out. Brands would fucking love it. Um, you say this, but I can't roller skate like the like the way Greta and Malcolm go out. I can't fucking roller skate through there. <laughs> like, do up and down. I know, but you've got like all this house. Like, you're alone in this house. Like, just fucking spend the time doing whatever fucking you do. Yeah, just have a wonderful time for my hobbies. So, guys, what are we rating the boy spooks out of five? Chantel, I'm going to come to you first. Oh, God, I actually don't know. Um, it's not terrible. It's not amazing. But there's a bloody good twist and there's not a lot of other things like it. And I don't hate it. Okay. Maybe a 2.5. Like, I feel like it's got to be like a halfway point. Like, it's a good medium film. Do you know what I mean? It's a hard one. What about you, Katie? I was going to give it a one and a half. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I've changed to a two since we've had this conversation, really. I think I watched it and I've had all these like negative feelings about it. And there are still a lot of questions I have. There's a lot of plot holes and um, uh, there's a lot of it I don't like. There's more that I don't like than I do. Yeah. So I was going to be quite harsh with it. But then since I think like Charlie's had this before, like since you talk about it, you mm. do start to sort of feel slightly differently about it. And um, not massively, like only a half more. But I guess like my one star would be to, I think Lauren Cohen's like, she's a decent actor. Like she's she's in good things. She's She does a good performance in this. And the second is, is kind of just what I've explained before, really, just that um, there are, like the I quite like the backstory of Greta I think like that kind of there's that then there's sort of like a connection between Brahms and like her like of what she went through before 
and I also like the plot twist because as I say like it's that was slightly different like the mm -hmm. way that was sort of done um so I'm gonna give it a two but it's it's a it's a generous two <laughs> it's not and I'm giving this the you same that I gave <laughs> yeah it's the same score that I gave Leprechaun and I think I'd prefer to like sit with a couple of beers and pizza and watch Leprechaun than I would this but I'm gonna give them the same same score because like we've spoken about it and I, I I agree with like your points as well so yeah it's gonna be a two for me Charlie coming into this podcast I enjoyed the film now I've talked about it and digested although saying that you've also picked up on things that I didn't realize like the, the stuff in the walls and now I'm I'm so confused on where I stand with this podcast uh, with this film um I was going to give it a three but I'm gonna give it a two I I'm I'm going for a two like I know that's a, a whole point indifference but the, the more I talk about it the more loopholes I'm finding I mean sure that, that I've picked up on other things like obviously you've got to speak clearly so I can hear you through the walls he's got a like you've got to play the music and and stuff um loudly but yeah, yeah you know what it's a bit yeah I'm writing this a two it's really hard because the more we talk about it, the more we kind of uncover things that we're like, oh, that's foreshadowing. Oh, that's clever. Yeah. More we're like, that was so many unanswered questions. And I feel like with this episode, we kind of started like with saying the normal obvious bits, but then like Tell would come out with some bits and then like Charlie would come out and I would come out with something else. And then you would change your opinion. Like yeah. I've been like, when we've been talking about certain bits throughout the episode, I've been like, yeah, yeah, one and a half. But then when we mentioned some other things, I'm like, yeah, probably a two. Yeah. But it, yeah, it's been an emotional roller coaster. <laughs> Amazing. Well, that is the end of the boy episode. The boy. Um, the boy. The boy. <laughs> Let us know on our socials uh, what you thought. Did you think Malcolm was hot? Did you think Brahms was hot, like Charlie? <laughs> I found it all hot. Oh, we'd love to hear from you. Um, yeah, check us out on the socials and like and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. And we'll see you again, or hear you, or listen. And we'll, we'll be speak back to you again. <laughs> yeah. uh, we'll be back again in a couple of weeks. Until then, bye. Bye. Don't die. And make sure Brahms isn't living in your fucking walls. <laughs>